Roundup with your host, Victor Beltran. Welcome, everyone. It's the weekly wrap-up with me, Victor Beltran. Um, I'm joined today with my good friend, Richard Banks. Richard, thanks for coming in. You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. So today we're going to talk about a couple of uh, subjects, the NBA, um, the XFL, the Astros. But I want to start it off with the big fight. We got a big fight coming up Saturday night um, from Las Vegas, of course. uh, The Battle of the Heavyweights, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder for the heavyweight title of the world. Um, I'm pretty excited. How about you, Richard? I am freaking out. I'm stoked. (laughs) I'm like, um, pardon me for my disgusting throat. I'm super excited. Like, I've been going over all the theories in my head what's going to happen, and I have no idea. So before we talk about Tyson Fury 2, let's talk about, I mean, Tyson and uh, Wilder 2. What did you think about the first fight? I thought it was a really great classic fight, even though, you know, the action wasn't consistent. I think that Wilder is just so deadly that he can make so many mistakes and be so really sloppy in form and still catch you and end your night. It doesn't matter who you are. And Tyson, to his credit, is as tough as they come and got up and battled. But I'm a little afraid to see, you know, over 12 rounds. Can you dodge that missile for 12 rounds? You know, uh, I, I actually saw that fight about an hour ago, uh, but two hours ago. I had to rewatch it because uh, I was going to talk about it with you. And I felt like in that fight, he, he was able to, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, outbox him for the most part. And it it wasn't until, I mean, he got, he clipped him, was it the ninth? I think he clipped him. It was like the eighth or maybe seventh. Back, back like right behind the ear. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he didn't really phase him. He got right back up mm-hmm. and uh, probably finished off the round strong. And for whatever you know, it was it was the twelfth round. He just kind of, you know, it just took that, like you said, just that one moment of, <laughs> yeah. of, of uh, just you know miscalculation, moving the wrong direction, and it was just that two piece that put him to the floor. Gorgeous. You you know he's pretty much up on every scorecard. Why not just kind of just just fade away in that 12th round? He, he was still engaging. I think he should have just faded away, played defense. You saw the defense. The defense, I think if he just kind of just avoids them, he can, he can uh, secure the victory. I think it's really hard for a giant guy, two giant guys. We're talking about 6'9 and 6'7. And we're talking about a ring that even, what, 18 by 18, it's not that big. For two giants like that, you having to dodge this guy for 12 straight rounds. Sometimes it's a little better to dig in and get your little offense off and make him, you know, make him a little honest. And I think Tyson Fury is a warrior, and I think he thought that, but you're putting yourself in so much danger. And it doesn't look good. You Do you want to be Oscar De La Hoya and dance around on the last round and lose your fight against, you remember Felix Trinidad, where he... He had that fight in the bag, and he danced around the 12th round, and the judges were disgusted, and he lost the fight. Yeah, but no, he didn't dance the 12th. He danced like the last four rounds. So who did you have winning that fight? I actually did have Fury winning that fight, but 
like barely, but barely, and, yeah, because yeah. he had those two ten eight rounds. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. But he he just controlled like those those other rounds. Uh, when he there did. wasn't really in some of those rounds, there just wasn't really too much action. Just like a little yeah. a little late uh, a little late fury by fury where he was able to get the edge on those rounds. And I kind of think like you know, so when I did see the draw, I was fine with it because Wilder did. It's crazy because scoring is scoring is scoring, but I think these judges do factor in, you know, who's really doing damage, like what's really happening in these rounds. If there's like hardly any action in the rounds, I think they're more likely to give it a draw, even if Tyson Fury might have outlanded him because it's like, okay, nothing really happened, man. (laughs) You know, we're just going to move on. And I think a lot of experienced judges do that, and I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, because it's a fight. I know that it's uh, a sport, but it's also a fight. Now let me ask you this: How do you see this fight going on Saturday night? What do you got? What do you What do you see is going to be the difference? Okay, so for most of the time leading up to the fight, I've been thinking Fury can do this, and I've been thinking about ways to do this. But I just keep going back to Wilder is also getting better, and he's. I, I think when he sets up, he sets traps to land that right hand. You know he does, and even though he's sloppy on his feet. He's quick. He when he does punch a combination, it's beautiful. He has he has the tools. He just gets sloppy because I think he's just insane. And I think he just wants to kill these guys. <laughs> no, one of the things he was yeah. saying that uh he was uh he was punching uh too too early, you know, he was getting too aggressive and mm-hmm. not really uh holding back and, and timing it better. Not even setting up that right hand, just throwing it naked. You know, he would do that a lot. And okay, good luck with that with Tyson Fury. You can't you can't do that. You have to set up those punches. And I think that it's just too hard to dodge him for twelve rounds. What do you think about uh Fury saying that he's gonna try to knock him out? You think knock him out of twos what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I th- you think that's just he's bluffing or do you think he's trying he's gonna try and knock him out? I think that a guy like that is trying to speak will to power and good luck, buddy. I, I mean, if you do it, that would be amazing. But Wilder's never tasted the canvas. Never. And no, he's not really fought the best guys up until maybe the first Ortiz fight. But, I mean, in heavyweight, if you've never even touched the ground, that's something. Yeah, that's very yeah. impressive. Uh, it's just very impressive how he's been able to accomplish so much starting so late yeah yeah you know not even i think he started boxing when he was in his what 20s i think he was maybe 1920 because when he won the gold medal he was really we won that young he was maybe in his mid-20s when yeah he won and the he bronze medal i'm sorry bronze and, he, medal. and he hadn't he hadn't even been boxing that long boxing i think a year no 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 he i think maybe he was i i, I really should have looked this up but um he had only been boxing like a year or two when he yeah. went to the Olympics yeah, and won the bronze. Yeah, I know. It's very impressive. So that's natural talent. Like, you can't. You know, I, uh, I'm i going to have to go with Fury. I think that uh, Fury just has... He, he just has those abilities to dodge the big punches. And you're like, well, he did get caught. He did get caught, but... <laughs> he did. I, th- I think you learn from that. I think you go back to the film, and, you, and he, I th- he's a, obviously a cerebral kind of guy. He is. I mean, you know he has the footwork. You know he has the movement. Incredible talent. And uh, I think he just goes back and goes, okay, well, this is where I made my mistakes. This is where I need to avoid. And it kind of ch- tweaks it up a little bit. I think he comes in a lot better shape. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a, 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 you know. We well, you know, know he's weighing more than he did in the last fight. 
He's gonna really? yeah, I think he's gonna be in there about two seventy. Yeah. Which I mean he's six nine. He's six so. nine, yeah. Maybe maybe he put on a little more muscle. Maybe it's muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. True, true, so. true. But like but that doesn't bode well for lasting twelve rounds. Which t- to be fair, Tyson Fury does not have a bad gas. Right, no, he was not yeah. he was he was yeah. fine. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah. So But so was Wilder. So yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Although I'm not gonna lie to you, uh in the twelfth round when he was throwing, it was the twelfth or eleventh. He was throwing a lot of haymakers, yeah. And they and they and they, and they started clinching because if you if you see that twelfth round uh, after he he after uh, what Fury got got up, he he started boxing him. Yeah, uh, he, he boxed him up. Yeah, and uh, he was breathing hard. Yeah, because he was throwing so many big punches that weren't landing, and that yeah. that that takes up energy. He was trying to finish him, and he got sloppy, and he got wild, and that's. Fury's hope for the fight is that he doesn't really that Deontay Wilder gets that, you know, that berserker rage and just starts swinging for the fences. But I think if Deontay stays tight and throws in combinations and you know actually works off that jab, I don't think he can lose. So you're taking Wilder? Yeah, I'm taking Wilder. In the uh probably the eighth, but you know it's just a prediction. But I think he's gonna I think he's gonna win. Tyson. When that bicycle is not moving as fast, when those feet kind of aren't, you know, dancing as well. And Waller is, he sets traps and he's like a King Cobra. He strikes, boom. Like, and when it happens, it's who, Fury, honestly, I think when he got hit in the 12th round of that last fight, him get his head bouncing off the canvas woke him up. I know it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but I think that because that first one, he was out. And then that nah, second punch, he, he might have woke up on that second punch too. No, because right when, when he hit the canvas, he laid there for a second. But he was awake. And then he did the Undertaker get up. Yeah, but he was awake though. If you watch that, like some guys are out and they kind of come too. He was yeah, awake, yeah, he was like, awake. I'm going to take my eight. I think that he's, so, he's so savvy. You know, he's been boxing his whole life. He knows he's going to get his eight and he's going to take that eight and just get his shit, pardon me, stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so let's move on to the XFL. Okay. Um, we actually were, were watching the game uh, here recently. It was uh, St. Louis versus Houston. Uh, of course, we know his hometown team uh, from U of H. So what did you think? That Was that your first time you watched a significant amount of the game? Yeah, I've only been watching highlights, and uh, I was ready to hate on it. I'm I'm a natural hater, <laughs> so I'm ready to just be like, oh, Vince McMahon suplex league, whatever. This is garbage. But I was impressed by the presentation, the innovation, the rules, and the product. Now, I mean, the quarterbacking is not as good, but everything else, it, it's it is AAA, and it's really cool to watch. And I'm I think I'm gonna watch. What do you mean by what did you like about innovation? I like the kickoff rule, um, which I can't really explain in detail because I'm just, you know, just watching it. But I see, like, you know, the ball, until they catch the ball, they can't move. Right, yeah. right. And they, they so, yeah, they start off five yards apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually have to kick it, like, inside between the goal line and, like, the 20 or something. If you kick it in the end zone, the team actually gets a penalty. Oh, it's awesome. And the team gets, like, at the 40. Wow. It's like kicking it out of bounds. That's cool. Yeah, so you have to kick it in play. I like that rule. Yeah, no, it's cool. It it really is. I mean, it definitely 
you have to have a kick off, a kick return. Like that's gonna happen. I love kick returns. It's one of the coolest parts of the game in the NFL not having them. Because I mean, I'm a Bears fan. You know, I'm a Chicago kid, so Devin Hester, that was the best. Like, we had the best returner of all time, and I got to watch that, and that was a joy. And yeah, no, it's the, the the when they changed the rule, um, changing the kickoff, to, it pretty much killed the kickoff return, and that it was it was sad to to see that go. I understand it, dude, you know, but you know what, what the XFL is doing? I think it's something the NFL can look at. Absolutely. Um, I really like the replay. The way they do the replay, where you can actually see the replay official with the little Xbox controller, <laughs> Nintendo guy yeah, in there, just kind of <laughs> rewinding, and you see all the angles, and he's got direct communication with the officials on the field, um, which is was, great. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great presentation. Um, Greg Olson, uh, you got him on the commentator for for the FS1 presentation. So I mean, the I mean they're doing it right. I mean they're yeah. not. It's it's not like like you said like the original XFL which was just a joke. Well, um, they tried to be a competitor to the league, and that was not going to work. But even not even not that aspect of it. But I'm talking about the presentation, right? It where, was pretty good. I mean, but you were you literally had a uh, a time where they went into the cheerleaders locker room at halftime. Ugh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's when they were getting really desperate in the ratings. <laughs> so it, it it got really bad. Like they had like uh, relationships with the cheerleaders and the players. Ew. Yeah, no, it, it became a soap opera. Mm-mm. And that's what I'm referring to. Uh, football's football. Yeah. Like football's a beautiful game. Yes, it is. So let's just cover it the best way we can, present the product to the to the audience, and keep the game pure. And that's what they did. It, it, it's it's almost like watching. Reminds me of uh, be, only because I'm unfamiliar with the teams and the colors. Like, like <laughs> I have like, no idea what's going on. Yeah, like, like watching like and remember NFL Europe. Yeah, yeah. So you're you. It's the it's Fox. It's like, the same presentation. <laughs> the Hellenhearts. So you don't have no idea of the, who the teams are, right? But I really like the presentation. I thought that, like you said, it's like a triple A. You know, yeah. it's it's not quite the you know NFL quality, but you definitely no. do see some guys that will transition to the NFL. You're gonna see some guys from there. They're gonna be in the league next year. Plenty of them, and that's what it should be. You know, it's nothing wrong with having a little summer feeder system. I think that's cool. Um, and the fact that they're actually getting paid is better because I want everybody to get paid. If you're on TV, you should get paid. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's definitely a significance in in the price in terms. I mean, the wages from the NFL to the XFL, but yeah. it's, it's it's something. It's a start. Uh, you know, the league picks up, starts making, bringing in a little bit more revenue, then um, you definitely will see an increase in pay. Absolutely. I hope. I mean, it's not like the, you know, UFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the UFC is crazy on, on how they've just, the <clears throat> they've, the product has increased in value the company they've made so much money but the fighters they share about 20 percent of the revenue to the fighters 20 to 30 percent which most leagues is about 50 percent that's yeah, a no. that's a disgrace it is it is it's very unfortunate you know they the, obviously the, the big names get a good get a get a good cut from the uh from the from the company but for the most part the other fighters are not they're not they, I mean, they have to, some of them have to even have like full time jobs just to even maintain. Like, okay, Conor McGregor made three million his last fight. Do you think Canelo Alvarez gets out of bed for three million dollars? Yeah. Does he even? Could you even get him to even show up to your house for three million? I mean, probably yeah, but like, 
Okay, so Conor McGregor is more famous than Canelo Alvarez at this point, I, I would say maybe. Or they're about the same level. Probably more famous. This is the most famous, most popular, most marketable combat sports athlete in the world. And he's getting paid $3 million? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's uh, It's very unfortunate the way that the UFC handles that. I mean, but I'm sure. I mean, I have no idea why. I guess it's because they can get away with it. They have like this type of monopoly. Yeah, they're the czar. You know, they they are the promoter and they're the league. Right. So it's like they run everything. The athletic commission is the only the only other outside forces that they have to even influence anything. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you could get these other organizations to continue to to rise and compete. You know, you have uh, Bellator, and then one. Over. Mm, they're bleeding money. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are they getting all this money to pay all these guys from what? Like, they're not making it back. Like, it's going to implode eventually. Nobody's asking the right questions. It's like, this can't just be a loss leader forever. I mean, I hear one sells out pretty big arenas overseas. But that ain't enough to like justify that. You need TV money for that. And they're not getting the money that they're spitting out for their fighters and presentation and all this stuff. Like, they are losing money. I'm not aware <laughs> of the numbers or the logistics of those companies. I just hope that uh, it, 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 uh, it, some of them succeed because that's really the yeah, only absolutely. way to, to you know make the UFC understand that they need to pay their fighters better. Everybody needs competition. To, yeah, and when those Bellator guys you know are making the mid-level guys are making better money, they see that in the fact that you the UFC bans outside sponsors outside of Reebok, Monster, and you know whoop de whoop, whatever else the the few sponsors that they have. If you can't get with those sponsors, and then, then they can pay you little wages like those dynamic fastener sponsors. And I know nobody likes the whole NASCAR tarted up shorts, but like let them hang their flags. Right. You know, let them get some outside money because you're not paying them enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's very unfortunate. Well, that was a little random UFC tangent, <laughs> but that's okay because it's, uh, it's great. UFC is great. Yeah. Um, so our next subject is uh, the All-Star Game. All-Star Game Weekend had some changes to it. But before we get to the actual game, uh, let's talk about the Slam Dunk Contest. Cool. That was a pretty nice uh, display of athleticism um, from the very beginning to the end. Uh, who did you like the most? Who, 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 what, what dunk impressed you the most out of all the dunks? Um, I don't even know how to describe this dunk. Aaron Gordon had a dunk. And like Aaron Gordon has already... I think he's like the second or third best dunker I've ever seen. Like I guess in these contests, but his this his career is kind of disappointing. But it's another thing. But he caught a dunk where he kind of caught it with one hand, did a full three sixty spin and slammed it with one hand. And I thought that was maybe the best dunk I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it almost yeah. looked like because he had like his hand like extended. Yeah, and he was spinning around almost like a helicopter. And he caught it fully extended and just. It was perfect. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about that. Uh, it was a terrible decision. That it was a Jones. That Jones should have won. Uh, I I don't know. I think the the jumping over Taco Falls kind of sealed it. I mean, the yeah. man's was seven five, seven six, yeah. seven. I mean, and he. I mean, yeah, he had. He was kind of hunched over a little bit, but still, though, <laughs> he's a giant. Still. I mean, yeah, but the Derrick Jones threw a 
tomahawk dunk from one foot inside the free throw line. Which it, was very impressive. And he could have made it. He If he had took off from behind the line, he would have made it. He had room to go. So, but here's the thing. Like, when he when he lost to Zach Levine, I thought that was more of a, a more of a, and Zach Levine's amazing. Better dunker than even Derrick Jones. But I think that he should have won that one more than he won. If you're going by judging, which they should just add up the total scores. Instead of like, you know, everybody throwing up these 50s, maybe they should open the scoring up more, make it more of a 100-point scale. I don't know. Make them do some math instead of <laughs> holding up, you know, 50s. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was it was pretty good, man. I, I, I thought that the, probably the best dunk, uh, I think it was uh, when he came off off the backboard. And he did uh, the between the legs. <laughs> there was a lot of between the legs, though. There was a lot of between the legs. <laughs> and we're complaining about it. Like, I think it was Jones. I don't remember which one, but I remember Kenny, I think it was Kenny Smith was like, this was the first ever off the backboard between the legs. And I think he jumped over somebody. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I think Gordon did too, though, right? Yeah. Where he jumped over, uh, like Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm saying that sentence is, is insane. But he jumped over Chance the Rapper. What a bit Then there was the game. Yeah. The All Star game. So I didn't watch the game live because I was working. But I rem- I just remember Monday there was a lot of hoopla about, oh, how awesome the All Star game is. I, want- I can't wait till next year. And so I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and watch this because I don't, I never really watched the All Star game. I remember watching yeah. when I was little because I was little. <laughs> you kind of just, you know, watch everything when you're small, when you're young. But I was like, I don't, I don't like watching a, a game where it's just, it's just an, it's basically, there's no defense, right? I mean, they'll play defense yeah, until no the defense. very end. Yeah. And uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's just <laughs> basically just, you know all these alley oops, and it's cool. Yeah, I mean, if you got the time to to waste, but yeah. if if you, if, I have other things I got to do. So I, you know, um, I was like, okay, it's it's a lot better than it used to be. Then let me go ahead and check it out. So the first three quarters were pretty much like they always have been in the past. They I were, think Giannis is playing hard, but Giannis, yes, Giannis was playing very hard. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Kawhi was hitting everything, but that's just because he was getting wide open looks and hitting. He was, it wasn't like he was doing anything crazy. Uh, Chris Paul really surprised me. <laughs> that alley hoop dunk. Oh man, that was what <laughs> people forget. That's the point guard. He's a freak. Having a great year over there in OKC. And then the fourth quarter came, mm. and uh, you have this new Elam ending. Uh, where they set the target at 24, a tribute to Kobe. And uh, it kind of, I think because people weren't used to it and they're, they, it's, it's kind of weird, like playing, it's like playing 21 where you have like this number you, that you have to get to. And I think towards the end, players were kind of just, uh, mainly because they were not used to even getting any defense on them until the very end. And uh, it, it got very sloppy. Like it wasn't even something to where I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Like they you were didn't trying, like it? huh? You didn't like it? I thought it was, I thought it was sloppy. I thought I thought that because you are uh, not playing any defense 
whatsoever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you turn it up for the last quarter. Some of them just weren't ready for that. And that's great. <laughs> you caught some guys with their pants down. Kimball Walker, you got caught with your pants down. <laughs> James Harden, you got caught pot potatoing the shot. It became a playoff atmosphere where the alpha dogs of the league were showing you who's really the man. And you saw it. You saw LeBron still the man. Giannis, you're almost there, but you're not quite there yet, buddy. Like you saw the hierarchy of the league play out live. But the game ended on free throws. Okay, that happens. That's the NBA. It sucks, but it, it's not as bad as when like a game ends on a field goal in football. That's lame. Nah. Ugh. That's not even football when somebody's like a guy just but comes up. He's just standing by a fan all but day. The pressure. <laughs> it's pressure. Okay, so you don't think free throws are pressure? Ask Nick okay. Anderson. <laughs> Ask Nick Anderson how about free throws are pressure. His his career got destroyed from two missed free throws. I guess it's because Kawhi Leonard. So did you watch have you seen the tournament? In the summertime, the tournament? Uh no. I'm, so this like I've this year it was it was it, like I I enjoy watching it. It has a lot of good talent because basically to even play you have to pay. Yeah. You know, so all these guys who are like overseas players, you know, they put money down and they all get together and a lot of like a former they have like the Ohio State alum, they have a like different colleges. Syracuse has their their team. I've heard about it, and that and they have the Elam ending. And what's cool about it is when you see it end like a, like walk offs. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a three pointer, boom, and it's just game over. It's not at the buzzer because there is no buzzer, but it's still a walk off. Like you get baseball. to the points, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why I was looking for like that's the whole Elam ending type. For blame to, your boy James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> he passed up the shot. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 are you more excited for the All-Star game? Absolutely. I'm going to watch it all the time now. Yeah, because I, I was the same way. I skipped the game. I was like, I'm going to go have dinner with my family. And, uh, you know, and I'll catch it when I get home. And I just ended up, you know, passing out from eating a lot of Greek food. And <laughs> <laughs> I watched it the next day. So, All right, NBA. So you got half of us. You got you got uh, you got Richard. You didn't get me, but uh, all right, that's still good. You know, yeah, that's that's half half of us. All right, uh, let's move on to the last subject I want to talk about. Uh, kind of a a resurfacing of a problem that just doesn't just can't go away. And you know, we're here in the city oh, of Houston, yeah. Texas, and uh, you know, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Rich is a diehard or Cubs, your Cubs, Cubs, Cubs fan. fan. My whole life. So, you know, we definitely have a different perspective than the majority of the Houston population. How do we? <laughs> <laughs> so, what seems like a new hate around uh, MLB from all these players mm -hmm. from now, you know, from the, <laughs> from the Dodgers to the Yankees, um, they're all coming out and, you know, it's, it's about to be spring training. So, they're all talking to the media. And this is the nicest thing we're going to say about the Astros and their fan base. Everybody's kind of jumping them now. It is not, everybody's not that indignant about it. They're not that angry. A lot of people are just like, well, okay, well, let's kick them while they're down. And, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve it. <laughs> some, some people are taking a little too far, I think. I forgot who, who, who it was. And he was like, yeah, they should all get beat. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was I, like, oh, whoa, whoa. Was it Nick Markakis? <laughs> I was like, come on, buddy. Nick Markakis is a really serious dude. Like, he's super baseball, like, old school. Just some background on that guy. Like, he's as crazy as they come as far as, like, about baseball and competitiveness. And he would be one of the guys that'd be like, he not a rule breaker type dude. So, let me ask you this, first of all. Are you satisfied with the punishment? No. Should they have the World Series title stripped? I mean, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't I wasn't there at first, but now I'm thinking more and more about it and, you know, the Black Sox, if you're going to if we have, if baseball is a sport of precedent in history and the Black Sox had their title vacated, then I think the Astros have done enough that they cheated beyond the level of any team in the history of the sport. They took it above and beyond. And what they did was it crossed the line to me more than PEDs, even because PEDs are people, they're lifting weights to hit a baseball, whatever. But to cheat the actual game and bringing people from outside to bang, you're banging trash cans, you're definitely using buzzers. I don't care if it's confirmed or not. You're using video cameras. That's so lame, bro. Just play the game. <laughs> it, it's not cool. You know, I agree that, you know, what they did was wrong, but I don't, I wouldn't take it to the point of uh, removing the World Series title. Did you see Brian McCann's home away splits in that World Series? Like he was Babe Ruth at home and away he was garbage. He was batting like 180. He was batting like like the the home Carlos Correa, uh, 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 Jose Altuve. Those guys' numbers were in during the World Series. Like I know they have outside numbers. Oh, didn't affect them that much during the season. But during the World Series, you don't think that they weren't like you know they didn't have Stomp back there banging them drums. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't at full. You know, I I just think that like a lot of those guys. I remember watching the games, and this is conjecture, but the pitchers looking like what the how are they. How are they hitting these pitches? Remember Kershaw looking like, come on, man. Like, how are they, how are these guys doing this? And, like, the look of dejected, like, sadness on his face. <laughs> but I think that, like, there's something to it. Other teams cheat, fine. But this is, we caught them. We know they did this. We know how far they went. And they need, an example needs to be made so this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh I feel like if uh, enough people, you know, in, in baseball, enough organizations really push for it, that maybe, I, I mean, I'm hearing that they're trying to get, you know, Rob Manfred removed. Oh, I would love that. And and so the new guy can make a move. But I mean, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, a very a very very sensitive issue. And I mean, I definitely see a lot of uh, a lot of hatred from from. Uh, these teams for the Astros this season. Yeah. I remember they were talking about like how many Astros players are going to be hit by pitches this year. They're going to be real sore this year, man. And I don't like beanball. I love baseball. I think beanball is beneath it. I think it's kind of like hockey fighting. It's cool, whatever. But like, it's like, do you need it? It's unnecessary. It's an old stupid part of the game. And we're lucky that nobody's really gotten seriously hurt because of it, you know? And nobody really throws a beanball as hard as they throw like a real pitch, but right. It could happen, you know, and it's not fair that like a guy can throw a pitch at you, but you can't go and punch him in the face. <laughs> I never thought that was fair. You know, I think if a guy hits you with a ball, you should be able to hit him with your fist. Right. And 
the it's stupid, but like yeah, if in the old like, and this is a game that I love, in baseball rules, like yeah, man, y'all got caught up and like everybody's gonna tee off on you. They're gonna get booed more than any team in the history of baseball. <laughs> They're gonna get booed at every stadium. They're gonna get rain. I mean, people are gonna throw beer at them. It's not gonna be good. People don't realize, especially here, how bad it's gonna be. What if what if they win the World Series? Oh, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna be happy what, about what, it. Will it be a vindication? <sighs> Was it a vindication for the Patriots? I guess what you, maybe. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? What What did they do? Well, I mean, I don't think their cheating was nearly, nearly, no, nearly as bad. No, that's not even. It's not even really. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Spygate. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. cheated twice. <laughs> but I mean, Deflategate was nothing. That was crap, and I, I agree with you on that. But Spygate was cheating, even though it wasn't nearly as impactful. Right? It was just videotapes and practices. Not cool. But they got overpunished for it. Right. Right. So, but like they made an example out of that. You don't see that anymore. Like, and that was good. That was good for the league. That was good for the league that they set a precedent. Like, dude, if you get caught doing this, you're going to get nailed. And the Astros, the players, which I understand the players not getting punished because the league, the union's never going to let it happen. And they don't want to open that can of worms because that can go across every team. So they're not going to do that. But I just think that, like, you know, finding them a couple million dollars, you know, a billionaire, a couple million dollars and, you know, Letting that managers go down, who cares? That means nothing in baseball. I would have said they can't make the playoffs for a year. That'd be awesome, like like college. Yeah, you 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 don't you don't. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a very strong argument to re- to take it away. You know, there's definitely enough evidence to show. You know, there was significant cheating going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So. And this this is huge, you know. People say it's the biggest story in steroids, but it's bigger than steroids. It's worse than steroids. You know, steroids, in my opinion, saved the game. Made the game awesome. <laughs> Without steroids, you know, after the strike, baseball might not even come back. They were doing really shitty. I mean, they were, they were doing really terrible. <laughs> they were. And look, steroids is whether you're not the real one example that you could say that, that it's bad is because you don't want your kids watching your, your potential, I don't know, pro baseball player son to watch, watch a sport. Like, you know, the 1% of the population that is that might be affected by it and watch the sport and want to juice and be like their heroes and get better. But guess what? In high competitive sports, that's happening anyway. They're doing whatever they can to get the edges they can. And that was going to happen no matter what it happens. And that's just players hitting a baseball. They're not hitting each other. They're hitting a baseball. Who cares if they want to lift some weights, get juiced up? But this is cheating the game. This is bringing in outside forces to manipulate the game, and it's gross. Yeah, I completely agree with the outside interference, man. The uh, Using the cameras, the technology, um, that's, that's the key. You don't want this to lead to something else. Technology is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to do other things. And if you don't set an example now, people are going to want to pursue those type of advantages because you're not setting an example. You're leaving the door open. Well, oh, well, so they only got punished this much. They kept the t- Well, we might as well try and cheat because that's just the punishment we're going to get. You're, there's absolutely zero deterrent for any team to cheat. Zero. And is baseball, is, it, is that a game that gets better with technology? I don't think it does. No. I think that it should stay as old as possible. 
And like, yeah, I'm okay with even umps calling balls and strikes. I'm okay with that. Like, I, I like that there's variable strike zones. I know it's stupid, but I like it. I mean, it's what we grew up with. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a factor. You know, it, it, it definitely uh, alters the game, you know, how it's being called. But it, the game is moving towards the, the, the robot umpire. Yeah, I hate that so much. That ruined <laughs> soccer. It ruined soccer. That robot umpire for the goals, basically. The the VAR, the VAR. Right. Like, now it's dumb. <laughs> Everyone's like, why are you stopping this game for this ridiculous nonsense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you're getting the correct calls. I mean, it's it's accurate. I mean, it actually shows what, what actually happened and goals that might not have been called are no longer missed. They call them. We're letting perfect be the enemy of good. Well, that that's because now, as a fan, you see it. You know, you see it. We we were fortunate to have the HD to see, <laughs> it, we see it, see it, get the replay. Like, oh, he why did he miss that? But isn't it cool to watch a game and be like, oh, that's strike! <laughs> like instead of you know yeah. watching it and it's all perfect. Like that's kind of dumb. I mean, that's not dumb. It's it's not. It's the opposite of dumb. It's it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely a debate, you know, like, whoa, are we going to keep the game old school or are we going to go to these new technologies where we can literally get every call right, perfect? And, I mean, you just have to look at where it's going, right? It's going towards that. Like, that's where we're going. I hope it doesn't. I hope that baseball <laughs> smart enough to resist it and realize that the part of the reason that baseball is where it is is because this is a game that our dads and granddads pretty much watched. That's what's cool about it. It's a game that you take your son and you understand it just like he understands it. Like, it's the same thing. Like, it's. Do you know what's going to happen in the future? Yeah. I don't know what baseball. I have no idea. They're not even going to have umpires on the field. Oh, well, then, like, who wants to watch that? <laughs> You're still going to have pitchers and batters. Yeah, but You're still going to have home runs and great plays and uh, great catches. No, that's aesthetically unpleasing. At the end of the day, Nobody watches the game to see the umpires. Yeah, but like having got, but nobody watches the game to see the umpires. But like that's part of the game, right? But if but but if they weren't yeah. there, you still would watch the game. Nobody wanted to. Nobody goes to the Bulls games in '96 to watch Ron Harper, but they needed that defense, baby. You right, know right, what right. I mean? Well, like, what I'm saying is, though, you would still watch that '96 Bulls team without Ron there, Harper if there was no referee on the court. If fouls if fouls were called by a robot that or or like there was a camera and the and when they saw the foul you just hear eh, like there was nobody on the court they were just people looking at boots. But okay. since I know what baseball is already, I find that so unsavory. Like if you get start it. fresh with a new sport, fine. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. And uh, a lot of people aren't gonna like it. God, but no. but we we really let's wait till I die. <laughs> it's a big change. It's a big change. But you're gonna see that one in your lifetime, sir. <laughs> I hope not. Unless you get hit, you know die soon, but you're not. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, folks, uh, that's it for this week's episode. I want to take my uh, thank Richard for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. It was great. It was great. And uh, next week I will discuss the uh, Fury Wilder match. Uh, probably talk a little bit about the nba do we have any uh mma fights coming up uh the adesanya fight is in a few weeks right like okay yeah, yeah. so that's the next big one so 
I don't know. Maybe maybe some MMA news if there's a Bellator that comes out, but I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, just some NBA and boxing. Uh, y'all have a good one.